0: Senwa Saga Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: How good is Drake may in this 2024 quarterback class? Personally, I have him as QB one and I've done a lot of research on these guys and it's very interesting to talk to other people to see how they came to their conclusions. Well, today you're gonna to hear me on why I came to the conclusions I did about North Carolina quarterback Drake May. Strap in for a special Friday episode of Skull Search. Welcome
1: to the Real Porno Show. Hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the college football network. Publisher of Substack, Run-In-Shooter, host of the good, the bad, and the hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Friday episode of Skull Search. I'm your host, Tyler Fornus. With me, as always, is producer Dave and we're here to talk about North Carolina quarterback, Drake may my QB one in this 2024 class. I do want to give a little bit of a programming note. If You like this episode. You are going to love what we have coming for you on Monday night. When the legend himself, Thor Nystrom fantasy pros and betting pros and my former co-host on purple daily on draft, will be joining the show and I'll be yelling at him why he's wrong about Drake may and he'll be yelling at me why I'm wrong about Drake may. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to talk quarterbacks and we're going to get the perspective of the college football guru himself. And it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I was wondering, I saw that tweet and I saw that question. If somebody could get you and Thor on there mm-hmm. to debate Drake May, since you're high on him and Thor yep. isn't quite as high on him. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be fun. I've wanted to have Thor back on the show for a long time. And, it's it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I do want to point this out uh, that Delton said that uh, uh, you want us to hang out with me on day two of the draft down at the Fillmore. Um it's only going to be day one day two and three. We're going to be right here on this channel. Me and Dave talking Vikings football. So if you want to go see me at the Fillmore, please do get some tickets. Uh, they will be coming out shortly here with score North. They are free, but you have to have a ticket. That way the only people that get turned away at the door are those that don't have them. Unlike last year when they just ran out of space. So you'll want to be there. It's going to be a great time. But let's talk about Drake May, who's a very interesting prospect, two year starter at North Carolina, third year junior, was a five star recruit per 24 7 sports throughout his career, 64.7% completion percentage, 7,990 yards, 62 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, along with, and this is going to be important when we have this conversation. 1547 yards and 16 touchdowns to get to the conclusion. I've watched a lot of Drake May live, but I did watch South Carolina, Duke, Minnesota, and Clemson on all 22 to really come to a lot of these conclusions. And the one interesting thing you have when you talk about players, quarterbacks are a little different, but usually you can watch five plays of a player and kind of know if they're good or not. And then you kind of use the rest to really determine the whys. But Drake May just pops off the screen. And we're going to go through a lot of context. Why I think some people are lower on him and why I don't think it, not that it doesn't matter, but there's reasons behind it. And we're going to have those conversations. So let's start with some of the good. Okay. You look at him. He looks like Justin Herbert. Yeah. He's got the number 10, but he's got the same size, the same frame and the way he can throw a football, like a javelin down the field, all reminiscent of Justin Herbert. They are not a one-to-one. They're not identical. But you can draw a lot of parallels to them. Very good football players. What's really impressive about May is his footwork is really crisp. And when you come into the NFL, a lot of times you need to be successful with what's called quick game. That is, hey, one, two, three, throw. Whether it be like speed outs, like throws to the flat, slants, little in routes, Whatever your quick game is just short and sweet passes to get in a rhythm, to get some quick yards, stick routes. And may has an has a master's degree in quick game, understands how to get his body in the right position, understands how to utilize his proper footwork and get himself set, get himself situated and throw it. So when he comes into the league, as you try to develop all the other areas of his game, What's going to be really important with Drake may rely on the quick game. Just let him be himself in the quick game and you're going to be okay. It gives you a baseline of success. Now, while you continue to grow and develop those other elements of the game and one of those other elements of his game, Dave, (sighs) he throws a great deep ball. It is picture perfect. Beautiful. He can drive the ball to all levels of the field with accuracy and power. He can layer the ball over defenders. He can make every throw. And what's really impressive. He doesn't just make every throw. He makes the deep balls look really, really, really easy. Everything says about watching him play is it's just natural for him. And some people it is some people like when you watch Chris Carter catch a football, it looked like he was uh, taking a bite of cereal in the morning just easy, smooth. He'd done it a million times before. Nothing looked hard about it. Even the one handers, the toe drags, nothing looks hard. Practice, practice. Yeah. Sometimes you're just good at something and you can't really explain it. You're just that good. Drake may is just really good at spinning and throwing the football. It's a truly impressive thing. So not only that, He takes care of the football, Dave. And I think that's something that is overlooked a little bit sometimes with college quarterbacks. He only, he had 26 turnover-worthy plays in his two seasons as a starter. Essentially, one turnover-worthy play a game. Now, turnover-worthy plays doesn't mean it was a turnover. It means that when you made the play, that it, it should have resulted in a turnover based on what you did. This is where the idea of luck comes into play. Oh, I threw a bad pass, but he was dropped. doesn't count as an interception, but it counts as a turnover early play because it should have been an interception. So he's got essentially won a game, but he has 80 big-time throws. And big-time throws are like, hey, this is a big-boy throw. This is, I'm going to put this ball in a position to make a huge play. 80 of them. Essentially a three-to-one ratio of big-time throws to turnover really plays. That is significant. That is on a level where you can have this guy do a lot of different things. And you can ask him to play in a very vertical offense. You could ask him to play in a West coast offense where you do shot plays. You could ask him to do all sorts of things. And I think he'd be very successful at all of it. Plus you have the running element, Dave. This guy is not a traditional runner. When you think of a really successful running quarterback, you think of a guy like Jane Daniels, think of a guy like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen will come to mind. He can run. He's got over 1500 rushing yards in two seasons as a starter. That's not a mistake. He can run and they did some design stuff, but more often than not, it wasn't designed runs. It was him gashing defenses and creating outside of structure. And we are going to debunk some myths today. And <clears throat> why, It's important to look at stats within the context of the film and relate it back and not just look at the stat themselves. So I'm really excited to get to that. But Dave, I want your thoughts. Uh, What do you think of Justin Herbert as of right now?
1: I think Herbert's a good quarterback. I'd love to have him. Uh, I saw the comment earlier that he's Kirk Cousins, just all stats, no glory. That I'll take that all stats, no glory because I think Herbert's better than Cousins in many respects, and he dissected us. I I would take that in a heartbeat. Now, does did he? Does he? Did he? Any uh, have the supporting cast around him with the Chargers? No. Will he this year, does he have a better coach? Yes. Uh, yes, to mm-hmm. both answers. I think that's going to happen, and you're going to see Herbert take that next step up. Is May as good as Herbert? I don't know. I haven't seen him at this level yet. It's going to be interesting. Some of the things I saw looking at some of the research I did, his long ball is just absolutely gorgeous. And we know that KOC loves to throw the long ball. That's part of his game plan. And if you can find a quarterback that can do all of that and that does have wheels, i.e. can run, which May can't, can run he's not a running quarterback but he can run i think that's almost the perfect fit out of this draft class for minnesota but we'll have to find out it's going to take moving up in the draft to grab him because he's not making it past three i guess i saw the comment that hearing may's dropping possibly but i would be very very surprised if he makes it
2: past three I'll say this about stocks right now. You want to monitor. It's like that volatile stock on the stock market. You want to kind of see where things are trending, see how it's going. Don't panic. But if it starts to slide too far, you might want to consider selling a little bit. So you don't have a massive loss. It's kind of one of those things. And with may, I think right now a stock is trending downward because other guys are trending up and Now you're getting a little bit more context. You're getting more people diving into the film. I watched the film in the summer and I thought he was the best quarterback. I watched it again this year with more context, with more, I, with more data. I still thought he was the best quarterback. And let's start having a conversation about some of those negatives because look, he's not a perfect prospect. The, the, I had a, a couple of years ago, like the Trevor Lawrence draft Lawrence was far and away the best player I've ever evaluated. So far, this is coming out of college. This is not a results based; It's a process based conversation. So I gave Trevor Lawrence a 96 overall Drake may didn't hit 90. None of these quarterbacks. did. only one player is over 90 in this class. So far for me, it's Marvin Harrison jr. So it's, it's hard to be that great of a prospect. Let's just be honest here. All right.
1: Narsvius gets it right. Don't trust the rumors, verify. And you got to remember, it's smoke season. And with smoke season, there's all sorts of players in this game that are putting out misinformation to try to drive down or drive up to hype players so, you know, they're taking off the board type of deal when they shouldn't be and drive favorite player down to wherever the team's selecting. So that's all happening now
2: mm-hmm Yeah, it's just monitor things just take a look and that's one of the reasons why i do the mock draft roundup the way i do and we look at things every single week and we see how things grow and develop and change because things do change and they change significantly but they don't always change and you can kind of see what ebbs what flows and at what point in the process these things happen so it'll give you data and it'll help you understand some of those things. But let's talk about the negative with May. One thing that's really frustrating about him is he bails the pocket too early sometimes. And I I think there's some context here. He doesn't trust his offensive line and it's very evident on film. His offensive line was very poor and he did not have the greatest receiving core either. Yeah, he had Devontae's Walker, but I think it was only for like seven games because of that that suspension and it look he had a good running back Amari Martin Hampton, who's going to be in next year's draft class, likely good football player, Bryson Nesbitt's an okay tight end, but you're not talking about the creme de la creme on the outside. You're not talking about CJ Stroud's weapons. You're not talking about the, the, like the weapons any of these guys have really had so far in the process. Jaden Daniels had a fantastic group of weapons. May didn't have that as his, at his disposal and the offense offense did him no favors either. And we'll get into that more, but it's almost feels like with him bailing on those pockets, his internal clock is off and he defaults to bailing the pocket. And it's, I think it's less about what pressure is coming. Even though I saw multiple reps where the offensive line allowed pressure with two pass rushers. That's bad. That's very, very bad. (laughs) Um, But he, instead of like trying to climb the pocket, which I think he might feel more comfortable to do in the NFL with a better offensive line in front of him and not to say he's going to have a better offensive line in the NFL like, compared to what he had in North Carolina, but there's a good chance because that line was so bad. So hopefully he, he kind of, he does show a little bit of growth during the season and that's the good news where he w- would feel a little bit more comfortable climbing the pocket and firing downfield. But I think a lot of him bailing the pocket is to just try and create a play and try to extend, not necessarily extend the play, but just try to make something happen when nothing is there. And one of the frustrating parts is we're going to talk about his his ability to handle pressure. Um, he only completed 43.3% of his passes under pressure, uh, 6 under six yards, 7 touchdowns, 5 picks, 59.2 PFF passing grade, took 28 sacks. All of those sacks are going to come with pressure, so that number isn't super important per se compared to others, because if you get pressured, you that's the only time you can get sacked. You, you're you not going to get a sack without a pressure. So kind of leave that as an own 28 sacks. He has about a 20% pressure to sack conversion rate. So about one out of every five pressures is a sack. That's fine. It's not phenomenal. It's not bad. It's it's, it's passable. It's acceptable. But one of the tough things about may, in this context is the players in the offense. They don't really try to create for him and LSU kind of have this problem too, where in scramble drill, they're blocking. They're trying to help you run the football. They're not trying to get open for you. If they're not trying to get open for you, that's not helping you. That's not helping you create. That's not helping you try to, attack down the field, it is overall a deterrent because there's, there's nothing positive for you. If Drake may is trying to attack down the field, but none of the receivers are trying to make a play. What does that say, Dave? We
0: took it all. We brought them to our land, an endless night,
1: ember hot and icy cold, the rage of the earth,
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Root. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: It says that it, you're, it's counterintuitive. It's very frustrating. And I think that's one of the reasons why you had so few completions under pressure because that context is necessary to truly understand what he's looking at and what he's dealing with because it's not like, Oh, he gets pressure. He just throws it away or he throws a bad football. Yeah. There are some bad throws. There are bad throws for every quarterback under pressure and he is not perfect. And I am not going to claim that he is, but I also think that he is more than capable in creating under pressure, creating outside of structure. And I don't think he's getting enough credit for some of the things that he's doing despite the metrics, because you, the metrics will only tell you part of this story. Anybody who's only analytics or anybody who's only film, just ignore them. You have to marry the two. You have to use metrics and back it up with film or vice versa. And you have to cross-reference. Because if you don't, you are missing things. You can't get everything from a spreadsheet. You can't get everything from the film because you have to be able to look, okay, well, why is this number so low? Let's go find out. Let's look at it. And then you can look at all these different situations and decide, okay, well, here's the context behind it. It's not great, but it's also not bad. Why? Because he wasn't getting the help. And this chip Lindsay offense one, it was the first year he ran it because his first two years he was in that Phil Longo air raid, which famously has 26 plays and it's meant to be an explosive college offense. It is not an NFL offense. It's not an offense. It's easy to scout for translatable purposes. And it's very frustrating when you are scouting it. So when I take a look at it, I take a look at uh, Drake may in that second game against Minnesota. Sorry. It was the third game looked like he wasn't very comfortable. Looked like he wasn't sure of himself with the play calls. Looks like he was struggling with reads down the field. Everything just felt slow to him. Then by the end of the season, It looked a lot faster, he looked more comfortable, and he was playing better football. Those kinds of things matter. Everybody stinks at something. Everybody is bad at something. How do you adapt? How do you grow? How do you take those experiences and use them for the better? That is what I want to see. I want to see development and growth and the ability to show, Hey, I wasn't very good at it early, but I'm learning and I'm growing and developing throughout the course of the season. Because if you can do that now, you can do that in the NFL. Those kinds of things translate growth and development. You are taking coaching and you are improving yourself. I can do that in high school. I can do that in college. Damn sure you can do it in the NFL too. So I'm not super concerned about some of these pressure numbers in comparison to the rest of draft media. Because I think a lot of it has to do with the offense. A lot of it has to do with his poor surroundings. But May is also a culprit. It's just not all his fault, which I think he's unfairly being made out to be the only problem with this.
1: RJ asks, what do you think the chances are that Chicago takes May instead of Caleb Williams?
2: I'm not going to say 0%, but I'm going to say like 005 uh, I re- everything I've heard, it's Caleb Williams. I really think Caleb's the guy. Things could change; they absolutely could. Nobody thought Baker Mayfield was going to go first overall until 24 hours before the draft. Then everybody thought Baker Mayfield was going first overall, and then he did. Before then, it was Sam Darnold. So it's a never say never thing. But I haven't almost officially locked it'll be Caleb Williams, and. Who knows? It could change, but I think it's Caleb. Will
1: either of these top three throw at the Combine next week?
2: We know Michael Penix Jr. is, And I I saw Bo Nix will be. I answered this question the other day. I think two of the top six will not. I don't know who, but not everybody's going to throw. I would say Caleb Williams is probably the least likely to throw. I think Drake may has more to gain to throw than Caleb does. Caleb's going number one. We just talked about that. But if Daniels throws and wows and then may doesn't maybe that's the tipping point for Washington to go with Jaden Daniels. And then that's a few million bucks. So that could be a few million dollar decision for Drake may to or to not throw. It's something they have to weigh and They have to make the personal call. I personally don't care if they throw. For my enjoyment, I would love for them to throw because it gives you more data points. It's fun to watch, but it's also a difficult thing because you're throwing the landmarks, but you don't know how these guys run, and you want to be able to to really lay it in there. Which is why chemistry is so important. Which is why off season workouts are so important.
1: And that's why a lot of the quarterbacks it, like throwing at the pro day because they have their wide receivers coming in to catch those passes. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it, The throwing specifically, I don't care about when it comes to excuse me, the overall semblance because you're throwing against air. If you have a cannon, you should throw. Why? Because you'll be able to show scouts what kind of arm strength you have. Drake may have had so many scouts come to his games. I don't think it matters as much for him as it would other people. Uh, but we'll find out. I don't know if he's going to throw. I don't know what any of these guys are going to do until they tell us. We'll find out next week. Um, So he has showed a lot of improvement in that, that aspect of his games, pocket management and bailing the pocket early. And because he would bail the pocket early, I think I missed this point when we were talking about it, he misses some easy throws and big plays this way, but improvement was good. So he did show improvement. His mechanics are really good in the quick game, but sometimes he's just a slow processor and he's a 20 or 21 year old kid. That's going to improve. It's going to show with development, with time and getting into the NFL and really immersing himself in everything. If you, like I talked about earlier with, he didn't seem like he felt super comfortable with the offense. He didn't feel super comfortable with everything that he was seeing. Well, that, that plays a part in processing. If you're not comfortable with the plays hundred percent yet, then you're probably going to process things slower because you're thinking. Thinking is bad in the game of football. You don't want to think you want to react. You want to see it and react quickly. But if you have to think about it like, oh, I see a guy coming up and then you think, oh, is he really open? And then by that time you're sacked, like you don't want to think you just want to do and may got more comfortable with this offense as the season went on. And I think that's not going to manifest itself in such a poor way moving forward, but it is something to at least be aware of. Uh, so he'll see it downfield sometimes, but his legs won't be set where it'll almost be like you have your bottom half straight up and then your upper half is like tilted. So everything's not in sync. You got to have everything in sync and he needs to figure out himself how to sync his upper half and his lower half. So when he sees it, he can throw it right away. A great example I use is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning didn't have a great arm. He didn't anybody tells you otherwise is wrong, but what he did have was incredible intelligence and the mechanics and footwork to be able to throw it quickly with great anticipation and a really quick processing speed. Manning was just smarter than everybody. And one thing that he did is if you go back and watch his feet were always moving. Why were they always moving? Because the second he sees something, he can all just immediately set and fire. And by being able to do that, it gives you an advantage because if something comes open unexpectedly, it's a lot quicker for you to hit it, or you can hit a hole that's going to close really fast. So Manning was just an absolute pro at it. May needs to speed up that processing. And I think he's going to get there. He's not there yet. And it's okay that he's not there yet. He's 20 years old or 21. I can't remember. He's young. That's another good
1: thing about him. He's not... He's not old. I mean, we all talk about Jaden Daniels and love what Jaden's doing. Jaden's older than Drake may
2: Jaden's 23. He played in college five years. So that that's something to consider. May does try to actually run the football a little bit too much. Uh, He, he can take advantage of the defense in the running game, no doubt, but he tries to do a little too much in the running game. he, tries to make plays that he's not quite capable of. Mainly he, he runs like he's a Jaden Daniels type where he thinks he can just outrun everybody and gash you for 50. Now nah, he's a 20 yard runner and that's good. There's benefit to being a 20 yard runner. Just go ask Aaron Rodgers how successful he was for over a decade, but he, he needs to corral it and be a little bit more selective when he runs the football. I, th- I think he'll just be just fine. But Overall, this is a very good football player, Dave. A very good one.
1: Well, before we get into your grades, Mm -hmm. let's talk about puppy dogs.
2: Oh, I love me some puppy dogs. Underdog Rescue Minnesota, underdogrescuemn.com. We are very excited to be partnered with these guys. Uh, Everybody knows that we are going to be, that we got Eclair from Underdog Rescue. We're going to be a temporary foster for Underdog Rescue here in March, and we are potentially going to adopt again from Underdog Rescue. Uh, We believe in their mission of saving all the animals. We believe in, in how they go about it, making sure every dog is taken care of, not just like physically, but their physical health, their dental, making sure they're all spayed or neutered, and you get them at their absolute healthiest before they're put up for adoption. So they put in the legwork to make sure that these guys and girls are as healthy as they can possibly be before they're adopted. And we are really excited to be partnered with them. If you want to adopt or foster underdogrescuemn.com or if you just want to help out, but you can't do the physical work, they love donations too. And those donations go right to the animals underdogrescuemn.com. Go save a doggy's life today, please. All right, <clears throat>
1: now we got asked about a trade, a Jefferson trade. I think people aren't okay. valuing Justin Jefferson high enough in the trade. They're valuing that, hey, I want a number three pick or a number two pick. Mm-hmm. But they're not, they're taking into account how much does a trade get to number two, but they're not getting, taking into account how a top level, how much a top level wide receiver Goes for in trades, and balancing it out, who would come yeah. on the plus side? The team we're trading JJ to, or the team that, uh, or the Vikings, um, or the the Vikings. I mean, are we paying more to get that position in the draft, or are they paying more to get Justin Jefferson? I guess is what I'm saying. When we I did the the experiment, the team yeah. paid more for JJ.
2: Uh, and I think they should the the one argument though is if that pick is guaranteed to be a third there there is a real chance that in in the real world of the NFL that that pick just just valued so much higher than like a middle or late first that JJ may go for less than what we gave we gave the Vikings but we just use that kind of as a baseline thought exercise. I have no idea what JJ would actually go for but it'd be an astronomical amount and I think if Quasidolfo Mendoza were to trade Justin Jefferson excuse me it would go for an astronomical amount. It wouldn't be something quick and easy. It wouldn't be x amount of it would be you're getting giving me x y and z. You're giving me a lot because I know what this guy's value is and I know that we're going to be able to do things to take it to the next level. So I don't think they should trade Jefferson at all. And I don't think we should ever have this conversation again, but I think it will until he actually of it.
1: until we get, get that extent extension Mm -hmm. signed
2: and Mm -hmm. then through the draft. Yep. Let's take a look at Drake Mays measurables or I guess his, his grades look arm strength. Awesome. One of the better arms in this class. He throws a relatively accurate ball with good mechanics, progressions, they're good, not great. I think they're an, at a, a very adequate level for a first-round pick, which is why he got a barely a first-round grade. Decision making is overall pretty good. Poise some improvement. I love Drake May, first-round pick, easy. I would take him first overall. I think Drake May is the best quarterback in this class. I don't think at this point I'm going to waver from that. I've done a lot of research on these guys. I've looked at some of the underlying metrics. Look, the underlying metrics aren't always favorable to the guy who is potentially the best. That's why you have to bring in the context of the film. What is the film telling you? When you look at these plays, what does the film tell you? It's not just looking at the numbers. You have to let the film speak. And to me, Drake May is the best of them all. And we're going to have Thorne Nyström on Monday to discuss Drake May and all of his positives and negatives and I can't wait to to yell at my good friend Thor and tell him why he's wrong. Give me No, and I mean that seriously. I him. love Thor.
1: Loves the deep grade. Absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. That's that's
2: astronomical. Mhm. What is that? 968. 968. He's so good at that too. He's so good at being able to throw the ball deep with accuracy. He can do so on the move. Like there there is nothing Drake May can't do. And I think that's so appealing. People talk about Caleb Williams' strength being outside of structure. Drake May is also good outside of structure. I don't think he's at the same level as Caleb Williams, but I think May is a better in structure player right now. And at the end of the day, the out of structure play is great. If you can't win inside of structure, it doesn't matter. Got to win inside of structure. And May can do that at a very high level. And if the Vikings somehow got Drake May, I would be thrilled beyond reason. That draft party f- that I'll be at for Score North, uh, doing uh, content for him on day one. <sighs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I can't wait, cannot wait. Hey, so that'll be the a
1: There's going to be a lot of people there, and I'm sure you're going to be having, <laughs> having
2: a great time. Yeah, it will be a great time. But that's the show tonight. As don't crazy forget trades out of the first round. <laughs> Shut up, Dave! Uh, <laughs> don't forget we will be back on Sunday afternoon, four o five p.m. Central Time for two old bloggers with Dave and Darren, and then we will be back Monday night and Wednesday night, guaranteed for the real Forno Show. Monday will be quarterbacks with Thor. Wednesday will be some form of combine preview and talking about more NFL draft prospects and kind of talking about what the Vikings can expect from the combine. What matters for the combine that doesn't even involve NFL draft prospects. We're going to talk all about it. We're also going to have some, uh, at least a skull search or two. And after each combine session, Dave and I will be going live to talk about it. Talk about what stood out. Talk about the rumors we're hearing and everything, and we'll use that also for a Q&A with everybody here. We're going to have a great time next week. My wife is going to be in Cancun, so while she's in Cancun, I will be putting out content and working because that is the American way, baby. My wife gets to relax on a beach, and I get to grind in the office with the doggy, so we're going to have a good time, and listen, we have a lot of skull searches lined up for you guys, but if you have any requests, put them in the comments. T bass had Let's one. Here. And yep. you've already I think written this was him Chris up. Jenkins, right? Yep. And he wrote him up. Yep. That will come. And you know what? There might be come a time where we do some player breakdowns on the real forno show because we just may run out of time for school searches. But we will be having plenty more. Dave has a list of prospects mm-hmm. that are already written up that we're going to do shows on. So then he can get everything ready in the back end. Cause believe it or not, these shows just don't happen. It takes a lot of prep time and I, I have to do prep on my own, but Dave does a lot of work. So please send him some bourbon, send him <laughs> bourbon. Dave needs bourbon. All right. Yep. And uh, Sunday,
1: what Darren and I are talking about series of things, the Davenport contract being pushed out. The void date. Let's see mm-hmm. how that goes. We're talking about Theo Jackson signing, which was a nice thing. We're talking about uh, the Vikings employee that's most on the hot seat, and he better get this draft right. We're going into uh, viewers' comments. We're going to talk about how the cap went higher than anticipated. And we're going to get into outside linebackers. That means edge rushers, people. Mm -hmm. We'll be talking to Daniel Hunter, Davenport, Jones, Andre Uh, Carter, Wanham, and there's only two of them that are under contract. mm -hmm. And it's not the two that you want starting.
2: Yep. Dave, I, I just want to point out, Gary, thanks for joining. You missed it. We spent about 10 minutes talking about what I ate this week. It was a really good time. (laughs) <laughs> and then we, we, we took every meal and related it back to a, a different part of Drake May's game. So it, okay. it's a, it's too bad. You missed it. Yeah, it, it, And that, that part's not going to be on, on the on-demand copy. So you missed it, <laughs> Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, well, uh, this, these are fun. We're going to, that uh, we're going to continue these. We're going to continue having a great time, but If you want to see skull searches, you have to put them not in the live comments. Wait until the live show is done and put them in the on-demand comments. So just click on the video once it's fully done. Go comment because the the live comments don't show up in that normal content section on YouTube. Okay, that's where we're going to look. We're not going to look in the live comments. We're going to look in the normal comments. Okay, like comment, subscribe, ring the bell, because that's the only way you're going to know what time these skull searches are. We planned on doing this yesterday, but life happens. Well, my wife bought a car Thursday this
1: morning. The Thursday show of the NFC North yep. roundup, who will be king, <sighs> happens.
2: Yeah, and my wife bought a car this morning, so we had to do it at five thirty on a Friday night. You never know when we're going to go live, and you're going to want to know. And I'll tell you this: Hey, people who have uh, suggestions for Skull Search, if you're a subscriber, you're going to get priority. So you want to make sure you hit that subscribe button. And members are going to get top priority. So if you want to subscribe to the premium elements of the show that's going to get it to yes Gary I'm a smart ass thank you that's so nice you're so nice to me Gary Marsh I'm jealous I love oh, buffalo steak sound good I bought two ribeyes for 18 dollars today they were 999 a pound at the grocery store gonna have those some, no just beef Oh, but we're gonna have those for dinner tomorrow some cocktail shrimp cannot wait and I'm gonna let you guys go so you can go eat your own dinner for Dave I'm Tyler. Thanks for watching the latest episode of Skull Search. As always, Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the
1: bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love, our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching the Real Forno Show.
0: School, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as
1: well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This has been a Vikings First and Skull
2: production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.